You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. And thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what we got to do. We got to let you know where all our social media outlets are so you can hit us up. It's not very difficult. Just go to Facebook, type in backslash Talking Wrestling, T-A-L-K-N. W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. That's it. Talking Wrestling. Uh, that's on Facebook. On on, uh, on Twitter, we are at TNW Pod. Switched it up right there. A little bit different. Uh, on the Instagram, another one a little bit different. We are at Talking Wrestling Podcast. Of course, Talking Wrestling, spelt like the previous Talking Wrestling, much like Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling. So, uh, yeah, Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we are at Talking Wrestling everywhere else. Uh, we are Talking Wrestling on Spotify. We are Talking Wrestling on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us a favorable review and a five-star rating. We will be grateful. Uh, also, if you want to give us any feedback or let us know what you think of the show or give us any ideas, you can hit us up uh, on uh, talkingwrestling at gmail.com or you can go through any of the mailboxes in any of the previous uh, media outlets. Uh, yeah, so that's basically it. Where we hit? We hit the Facebook, we hit the Instagram, we hit the Twitter. Uh, we hit the, you know, the, uh, internet, the, the Gmail, uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever popular podcasts are, you can find Talking Wrestling. Now, with that said, it's time to get to the episode. And folks, I hope you're excited because, uh, we got a great one today. And back with me today is, uh, my co-host with the most... Uh, peanut butter, jam, and toast. He is more than six feet away. He's all the way in Mississauga. Why I am downtown Toronto, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show, Reese Turner. Reese Turner, how are you, bud? What's going on, buddy? I'm, uh, you know. It's it's uh, a couple days after 420. I'm recovering nicely. It's a beautiful time to be alive. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I also, uh, I'm not recovering from 420. I'm just continuing 420. And, yeah. uh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a bogus holiday because uh, we don't take days off. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, but it was it was a good 420. I uh, I got a lot accomplished. I've been watching a lot of. I don't know if you've watched this show, but you are a British, so I'm guessing you have. But um, I've been watching a lot of the. I well, I'm going into the last season of the Peaky Blinders right now. Okay, yeah, the yeah, motherfucking Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. I just no fighting, no fucking fighting. <laughs> the yeah. wedding, yeah, yeah, that was the best. That was the... no, no fucking fight. <laughs> the Brits all show up this in their uh, my people in their red coats. Yeah, this is made. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. Oh yeah, yeah. I I love the show, and like um, there was like a, I have a picture of me, an old eight by ten where I didn't even know. Like this is like the preview of me being a Peaky Blinder. Was I was wearing? Uh, I have a double-breasted uh, Ralph Lauren polo pinstriped uh, fucking suit on, and I even have a stopwatch that I flipped open, and I'm wearing oh, one of my Peaky Blinder caps. I'll fucking cut you, um, yeah. you know. So because uh, I used to wear these all the time on stage, and um, and yeah. So when I watch it now, I was like. 
maybe I got to go back to the old uh, Peaky Blinders cap. <laughs> yeah, the newsboy style hats. Yeah, I love those hats, man. I grew up around those. Oh, man. It's a, it's such a great show. And uh, mm. what does this have to do with wrestling? Absolutely nothing. But Fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting, yeah. And we have to talk about a loss. The lady who played um, the matriarch there uh, she just, just passed, passed away, away. On Friday. Last Friday. Yeah, she just passed away last Friday. Yeah. And she was married uh, to Damian Lewis from Homeland. Yeah, I love Damian Lewis. Uh, I got tired of, of the whole Damian Lewis uh, carry arc on Homeland, and I'm glad they ended it season three. I they never watched. You never yeah, watched I never Homeland? watched that show. No. Oh, well. I know Damian Lewis from a show he did called Life. Yeah. Um, and it's where he was a cop. That set up, and he went to jail, and then he got out of jail and sued the cops and won. But then he wanted to be a cop still, so now he's a rich cop. <laughs> oh wow, was, that sounds yeah, it was weird. It was a weird, weird show, but I liked it. I like Damian Lewis. So I'll watch him in anything. Uh, I liked him in Band of Brothers. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dreamcatcher, he was great too. Dreamcatcher, my where he's got the uh, well, because up until Andy. then I didn't know he was British. And in Dreamcatcher, uh, he's on the snowmobile talking with the British accent. And uh, here we are talking about a movie that nobody's seen <laughs> except for the yeah, two of us. Yeah. But we loved it. We loved it. Damien Lewis, and we love you. Come on our show. Be a guest. Yes. We love you, Damien Lewis. We love you. You're, you're success. Or is that what he's on now? Is success or successful? Or... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's got, it's got uh, uh, pig vomit on it as well. Uh, Kenny <laughs> from, uh, from yeah, yeah. WWE and BC, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Paul Giamatti, yeah. <coughs> Amazing. That's great. Uh, we Now, obviously, uh, unfortunately, due to contractual uh, agreements, you weren't on last week. But 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 what did you think of WrestleMania? Because I haven't had a chance to what talk to I you think? about it. Did you like WrestleMania? Okay. What did you think? Overall? Yeah, overall, overall yeah. Overall, yeah, but barely. Uh, night one, I loved. I loved night one. I thought night one was done really well. Night two, I did. I didn't like it almost at all. Like, there was very few moments in night two that I was like this. Oh, wicked fun! The whole of night two, I was just like, I was watching it with my dad, and I was just like, okay, watch now. Here's this. This this is dumb. And like, I was able to call spots out. Like, I don't know. It just there was nothing in it for me, man. I think night two just I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Night one I loved, though. I thought night one was fantastic. Well, that that was exactly my thoughts. You thought, like, when you looked at them on paper, night two has seven title matches. You think that's going to be the one. But, nope, they fucked mm-hmm. it all up. And night one, yep. even with the rain delay, was the better of the two. Uh, yep, and then they went and fucking fired a bunch of people the next day or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they followed suit. They did that. They did that last year, like last year. Yep. They, they let go of Rusev at this time, and this Man, year. What's crazy is, yeah, we lost a couple more, but we lost a couple people that were pretty heavily involved in Mania. Yes, like you know, why, like that's like, insane. Why give Billy Kay that moment and then fire her the next day? Like, yeah, it makes no sense. And I love, honestly, I, okay, I have, this is my story of uh, my my love now of Billy Kay. Uh, when the Iconics debuted, I hated them. Yes. Not because they're, they're supposed to get heat. I just hated them. I didn't like them. I was just like, eh, eh. And then when they got separated and Billy Kay started doing the, Hey, let me be your friend gimmick with, uh, I've got a resume, check out my resume and headshot. I started to find that hilarious. And then when she started to do the program there with the riot squad, I'm like, yo, she's fucking hilarious. I love Billy Kay. I don't care about the other one at all, but Billy Kay is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And she's not bad in the ring. No. And And it's a shame that she got let go. She is. She was the character of the iconics while the other one was the looks, uh, Peyton Royce, who also got let go. Um, yeah. Chelsea Green also let go. Uh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, but he wasn't cleared to wrestle. He wasn't wrestling anytime soon, I guess. So this might be a good thing for Samoa Joe because, I you guess. know, 
the guy made most of his career on the indies, uh, you know, and uh, the indies are so great now. Like Samoa Joe could step into Impact, AEW, uh, anywhere he wants to go. He could just Ring of Honor. Like he's done Ring of Honor. Maybe Impact might be a good move for him. But with the way the but is he climate is today, he can go anywhere. Yeah, but is he medically cleared, though? If he's not medically cleared in one place, you might not be able to get medically cleared in another place. Well, you can always go to your own doctors to get medically cleared, as Christian has. Um, yeah. You know, as long as it is a reputable doctor, uh, I think I think it's okay. So we'll, we, the, the verdict yeah. is out on Samoa Joe. But, you know, like, yeah. don't make the guy, if you're going gonna, to gonna fire him, don't make him fucking call WrestleMania and stand in the rain and wear a poncho, you know, like. Yeah. Like a, well, that's a nice payday, though. That's a nice payday on the way out. I'll well, give him that. Hey, that's the reason why Shane you know? Man comes back once a year, you know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He needs to build a new wing. And again. Shane McMahon's match, WrestleMania, another, it was a great match. I, I really enjoyed it. Him and Braun. I, I liked the payoff more than the entire feud. The feud was stupid. Yes. It was a stupid and pointless feud. Yeah, cause, but I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad they let Braun win. Because if they didn't let Braun win... I would have been like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. And then if I saw Shane McMahon in the street, I, I might actually take a swing at him. Even though I know it's a work, I still might do it. <laughs> now, here's the thing, too, is like you can't have uh, initiatives and, and, and um, programs towards youngsters called Be a Star, which advocates anti-bullying, and then have the son of the fucking owner and one of the owners himself go in and play a bully and they're not yeah. bullying they're bullying the like it's good that they're bullying the biggest guy on the roster because it even shows you even the bigger guys get bullied too and they have feelings as well and maybe that's what they are trying to tell with this with this program that's skewered yeah. to 10 year olds but you know like in the end I was glad Shane McMahon lost we knew a crazy bump was going to happen some things happened yep. that I thought were cool, like where Braun just tore the cage apart and reached through it. That was great. Um, and also that where Braun just threw him into the air. And Shane did that yeah. huge flat back body drop bump. And it was like when you rewound it and watched him hit, his it was the perfect form and technique of a proper flat, like flat back bump. His yeah. arms were out, his legs were bent, his his feet and his arms and his back all hit at the same time. You know, there's not it it was it was like look at you're not all supposed to do it from this height, but this is the perfect fucking back flat bump. You know, yeah, so flat back, exactly. And 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 he's that, and he's great. a part-timer. So if you can't yeah. master that, his even his his chin was tucked. Everything was you know, so it might have been a crazy bump, but I don't know why the WWE has to have such solid rings that don't move anyways. Because when I go to an indie card and they have a, a bit of a softer ring and the ring drops every time a big bump happens, I kind of like that too, you know, mm. rather than a ring that never fucking moves and has no yeah. like, come yeah. on. Uh, yeah, I'm like somewhere in the middle, you know, I don't want it to move either. Like, I, I, sorry, I like a little movement because, you know, I don't want somebody to, I, you know, I don't want them to wrestle in a boxing ring. Exactly. But yeah, but I don't like it when it, it springs too much because I'm like, okay, man, put the diving boards away. And you know, like it's, it's, I like it somewhere in the middle. I like a medium firm ring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a medium firm. Yeah. Like a semi. Yeah. I like a semi. You know, just like yeah. not fully hard, but just you know, just a little bit. Yeah, just Starting a little bit out. to show yeah. people. Look what I got down here, or out here, uh, where people. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably my up. my biggest pet peeve with WrestleMania was uh, Sheamus going over Matt Riddle. That that really really yeah, me that off. bothered too. Just when they yeah, re just when they me. just when they had him hook up 
with RVD, and I thought, oh, my God, the high heels. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then uh, Matt Riddle goes out and loses the title to to Sheamus, which is confusing because this week on Raw, they gave him a win over Randy Orton. Like, that makes no sense. It's like, oh, you're going to lose at WrestleMania, but look it. A couple Raws after, you're going to beat Randy Orton. Well, there's that theory, you know, there's that theory of those kind of belts, uh, like those uh, frequent defense belts that Riddle was kind of holding, like the uh, Intercontinental title or the uh, TV title or whatever. Once they get dropped, they're trying to prep them for like a more of a main event run, maybe. I hope so. But with with Riddle, I don't quite like Riddle was perfectly situated, I think, as the U.S. champ. Uh, I think just holding that secondary title was good enough for Riddle right now. Um, he can make it up there, but he's got to get some bigger wins in. He got ragdolled like uh, by Bobby Lashley the night after he lost his title. Bobby Lashley made him look stupid, and I don't quite understand. Like I don't understand what they're doing with Matt Riddle. I hope yeah. they get their shit together, though. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh... Great talent. The uh, so Charlotte Flair now is suspended. She's gone for she's. I don't. I guess this is storyline. She's been fined a hundred thousand um, dollars, and she's uh, she's gonna be uh, gone for how long? I don't know. Um, but it's like I she. They said she was pregnant at one point. She's not pregnant apparently. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I don't know what was on that mat at WrestleMania before. But all of those girls are pregnant now. You know, Becky's pregnant or she's just having a baby. And now Ronda Rousey's pregnant, you know. That's it. Get, getting getting the babies made. That's Breeding the future generation of champions. Who knows? Who knows? The, 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 I would imagine that the baby of Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch would be a wrestler. Most likely. I would say the same about Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown, but either like maybe a legit fighter though instead of a WWE entertainer. Why not a, a pig farmer like uh, Henry Godwin, but mm. with Ronda Rousey's lineage and Travis? Just because the, the, they they both just look they like to knock people out too much. I think to farm. Mm-hmm. Not enough knocking people out in the farming business these days. That was a problem I had with the Hall of Fame this year too. Not enough knocking people out. I was gonna say too many farmers. Too fucking, many. what's the deal with all these fucking farmers? <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, you watch Dynamite on Wednesday? Oh, of course, of course. Watch Dynamite on Wednesday. Um, it's almost like now, like as much as I love the Inner Circle, it's almost like they're the new NWO. Like I remember when I watched Nitro. Every episode had to have a big interview by the NWO at some point, and it's just like it's the same thing with AEW. Maybe they they take a week off and then they do the and it's every second week, but in the weeks yeah. off, the Pinnacle are doing their pre their you know their thing, their their factions. Yeah. Uh, I do love AEW has like a New Japan approach where look at everybody's in a faction. Just find a group to be in. And those are your friends, yeah. and that's who you wrestle with. And uh, we'll figure yeah. everything else out. I, I just I don't get the hate of it because to me it makes sense. It's like you can really tell who like the like kind of like <laughs> loser have no friends wrestling fans the product versus people with friends who watch wrestling. You know what I mean? People who with friends who watch wrestling yeah. are usually like. Yo, this is proper, bro. If if I was fighting, I'd have my friends with me too. We'd fight, and like like these people who like have no friends are like this. No, there's too many groups. Too many people have friends. No, how dare they? Nobody has friends. You know, like it's crazy to me. No, but, to uh, me, AEW <laughs> is like the Warriors, the movie. It's like it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're gonna go to. There's a posse here that you gotta run into, and you gotta get by to get yeah. to the next neighborhood. And yeah, we have a couple lone wolves. A lone wolf only works if everybody isn't one. You know, exactly. like that's you know what I mean. 
everybody can't be a lone wolf and that's that's the problem with like wwe is is like everybody's a lone wolf character like uh i i'm gonna bounce back to wwe for a second why did they break up the hurt business if they're just gonna pair the rejects from retribution with mvp why did they do that shelton benjamin and uh what's his face there yeah uh uh, fuck what's his name he's so good i love him but uh, Shelton Benjamin is my favorite. <laughs> but they get they get thrown out, and now you've got fucking Mason Teabag or whatever fucking coming in and joining the group. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Cedric Alexander. See, they don't know how to Cedric. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank no you. Problem. They don't know how to work factions or groups in WWE. They don't know how to do it. They fuck it up every single fucking time. Oh yeah. They yeah. seem to have a handle that they they have a very good handle on it in AEW, in my opinion. They they the, the last time the WWE had it had a good handle on uh, factions and stuff was probably like in the late nineties, like in ninety seven, where you had the Heart Foundation. Yeah, you had an emerging DX that wasn't titled DX yet. Uh, you had the Nation of Domination, yeah. which was just starting. Uh, you know, this was sort of like the beginning, and then once you got into the Attitude Area, it seemed like everybody was in a posse, whether it be. Uh, right to chew, right to censor, or the oddities. Los Barricas. Or Les Barricas. Yeah, exactly. There was like so many factions back then. Yeah. And everybody loved that era. So I don't understand when people knock on the, faction, the factions of AEW. But yeah, I like it, man. Honestly, I think uh, with the Pinnacle specifically, the pinnacle? Um, I. Yeah, the pineapple. Uh, I think they're going to have a nice little faction war with the inner circle, and I'm here for it, bro. It's going to be amazing. And I like this split between the Nightmare family and the factory. Yes. Another good split. We're getting Anthony Agogo in the ring now, and he's unleashing hell with body shots. Like, hey, man, I'm here for it. I really enjoy it. I think everybody's got to get in some kind of setup, and we start doing just runs at each other. And you can make... You can forward stories with lesser characters. It's like, I don't think I would have given a shit about Alex Reynolds and John Silver if they weren't in the Dark Order. Yes. And, and they've you, quickly become one of my favorite tag teams. And what do you what do you think? Like, what are your favorite, obviously, the Dark Order, but what are your favorite factions and what are your yeah. least favorite factions in uh, AEW right now? My, uh, I don't I think if I can count, like, minor factions that you kind of only see, on dark i don't really i I don't know if i I like everybody it's it's such a shitty answer but i i I really do i i i'm trying to think of a faction that i'm like yo fuck every single one of these guys but i i can't like honestly all the way down to pretty peter avalon cesar bononi uh hollywood hunk ryan nemeth and fucking uh what's his name they're the workhorse cj whatever his fucking name is the guy who looks like a potato like it's it's fucking amazing. Like on it, I I appreciate what they're doing everywhere. The Hardy fan office, I'm starting to like more. <clears throat> the it doesn't make sense quite who's in it. Adding the butcher and the blade d- didn't make sense. Hey, he just wants but, a piece of their pie. Yeah, that, I guess. But like, they just don't fit. Kind of like, like because he's being that carny, taking advantage of younger talent kind of thing. Yeah. But those two guys look like they're old enough to fucking know better. He should have gone after like Top Flight or like um, fuck one of those younger tag teams. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and I think that would have been a better fit for the Hardy family office than the Butcher and Blade. I think they're one of the rare cases of a tag team that could probably stand on their own. They don't really need to be part of a faction well, there are three because stars. of their char- yeah. yeah, exactly. And because of their character type, I don't think they need it. <clears throat> I uh, but yeah, for set, they're in there. So, I personally, uh, I think, uh, you know, I get tired of Taz and uh, Taz's group. Uh, Taz's group is, yeah. is so much potential, but to me, it's like they're not getting anything done. They don't use Brian Cage enough. Yeah. I find on AEW, I'm like, how is this guy not on? <coughs> like, and I don't well, watch. They, I don't watch. Dark, he's on Dark a lot. I don't, yeah. Is he on Dark a lot? Because I don't yeah. understand how he's not getting dynamite time. Like he should be. He he should be. Uh, you know, and like you you can pair him up with anybody because he can work like a fucking flyweight 
and he can work like a yep. big man as well. And yep, uh, and you know what? He's getting back into the skateboarding. He uh, tweeted that out or something like that. So look out, Darby Allen. He's coming. Brian Cage is coming to your you. house to ra- run your ramps. Um, yeah. There's uh, also uh, I like Hardy, Matt Hardy, what he's doing. I like uh, obviously the elite is the elites kind of taking on a new formation, but uh, I yeah. love it when the elite are together. And uh, I'm just wondering how long, like, how long does Marty Skrull have to sit out before Marty Skrull shows up in AEW? You know, and then the elite will be. I don't know, man. He had some pretty serious allegations against him, though, didn't he? I don't know. I don't think so. I yeah. One second. Let me see if I can. What were the allegations? So he stole his gimmick from Eyes Wide Shut or um, (laughs) something like that. Marty Skrull. Because if he's got allegations, I have to take him off my wall and replace him with somebody. And uh, I took down my Joey Ryan picture. So I have to take down him. But yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened? Okay. He was accused of sexual assault on June 22nd by a young woman who worked for IPW UK production or promotion. At the time of the alleged assault, she was 16 years old. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's not good. Okay. Well. So, I like, honestly, it's like he's, to me, it's like I don't need to see him wrestle anymore, bro. No, I did not know that, and uh, that's that's a disheartening, uh, sad news to the TNW pod. Yeah. Um, uh, he will have to come off yeah. the wall, um, and uh, but but Bobby Lashley has been waiting to get back up on that wall, and why uh, doesn't even make sense? I would have Lashley's a G. Yeah, it's it's just that the picture is a vertical picture, and uh, I got a horizontal picture with Lashley. So, I'm going to have to move some things around and figure some things out. I'm so sorry. I know. This is tough. Marty Scroll, you owe fucking Casey an apology, you fucking pervert. You owe my friend Casey an apology for being such a pervert and making him take your picture off the wall. You know what? Hmm? Casey from the fucking Peaky Fucking Blinders is taking that picture off the wall. You're off the wall, mate. All right? Off the wall straight in the fucking tip. Uh, somebody's like... Somebody's like you. Somebody goes, "What's it like?" I'm like, "It's just like watching the British Boardwalk Empire, or Empire Boardwalk, or whatever that Boardwalk uh, Empire." Yeah. yeah, it's it's the British version of it. So it's yeah. the same timeline, and uh, there's so many mentions of New York in that timeline too. Like, or whatever. Yeah. Well, at the very in the last season, uh, he uh, the mafia goes after him, and then the mob does a flip. Because it turns out he's now in cahoots. The Peaky Blinders are in cahoots with Al Francis Capone. So, fuck. I was like, who knew that was coming? I didn't. But I love it. Swerve. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to see RJ City's After Dark at WrestleMania After Dark? No, I didn't. What happened? What did I miss? Oh, it was just a, a show where RJ City was at a desk and he did phone interviews and stuff like that and he's just Sick. he's just it's just RJ being RJ and if you like RJ City and find him entertaining I'm sure you would find After Dark entertaining uh you That's can watch it on YouTube WrestleMania After Dark and uh, yeah. if you don't find RJ entertaining uh, I would say don't watch it unless you want to be <laughs> so hilarious. but it is great and there's one part, whenever he gets excited, he hits a button, and Tugboat would go, Bruh! and the best part is <laughs> he has Ric Flair on, and Ric Flair's about to give a woo, and he put the fucking Tugboat sound in instead. So Ric Flair was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really, really amazing. Yeah, 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 I it was really funny. Um, so, so Kenny Omega is going to wrestle in Retribution against Rich Swan. Um, the yep. the he's the Impact title now. I think it's fair to say that Rich Swan is not in Kenny Omega's. Um, he, he's not in Kenny Omega's league, but no. Kenny Omega can make it look like he is, and that's what yeah. I'm excited for this match because this match is not about 
making Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is going to win the title, but yep. Rich Swan is going to win it back. And I do believe that Kenny Omega is going to make Rich Swan into an elite wrestler. It is going to put him at a different level. And I think this is what. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good favor for Impact. Like, look at we've got the best fucking wrestler in the world at AEW, and uh, you you got a great wrestler in Rich Swan who just hasn't been given the chance to step into a into a main event against a number one guy, and now it's happening. And I think he's going to yeah. get a little. He's going to get screwed on the finish, so there's going to be a rematch, and he might win his title back. At a, at a, at an AEW pay per view, and maybe and and either way, I'm very excited for Rich Swan and this match because Rich Swan can wrestle. We've seen him go before. He when he was in 205. Um, man, there was one time Rich Swan. He was. Uh, it was like. Uh, I think it was like a 205 live taping, and he st- he was doing the dance, the Rich Swan dance. And then the fucking went to commercial, and he didn't stop. He danced through the entire fucking commercial. And then the fucking match came, and he was still dancing. Ding, ding, ding. And then he fucking won the match. I, I, that's why I like Rich Swan. Uh, I, you know, and I like Impact. I like Don Callis. I want to see Impact do well. And I want to see. It's, it's hard to make Impact. It's hard to make stars in Impact when you don't have anybody to make the stars. You know what I mean? Like, AEW does a great job at making stars. Because Chris, like, I did not give a shit about Sammy Guerrera. I did not know who he was. Uh, You know, but you put him with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho gets him over. Sammy Guerrera is now a star. There's a little bit of a run with Hardy as well. Yeah, Yeah, all those matches with Hardy, uh, those they they put him on the map. So it took two stars... To make him a star, uh, Darby Allen is yeah. another guy who was not a star when AEW started. He is probably one of the biggest right. stars out there. What they do, they put Sting with them. They know how to build stars. Yeah. They take the. That's the thing yeah. is like every. I don't mind when another old guy comes over from a from WWE to AEW because it, they're not going to book it the way WCW did. They're going to book. They're going to put. Yeah. Somebody young with the old guy, so they can fucking learn. Sit from the learning tree, and that's what AE does. Dub, yep. Does right, and the WWE does not do at all. So that's where they fail. <laughs> yeah, that's right, hundred percent. Yeah, even uh, NXT. Uh, now NXT is moved, so I'm, I'm curious to see what the ratings uh-huh. are this week, because yeah, they said, last week they were crazy. Well. They they said they were crazy and they blamed it on Vince McMahon letting Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull sessions. But I yeah, like I heard to some me, people saying that. I'm like to me, I think Vince McMahon's fucking cool because Chris Jericho will never leave the network. He is always going to be on the network unless he murders yeah. someone. You don't get eliminated from the network. Yeah, yeah. So even Jimmy C. Snooker hold held on until recently. Yeah, exactly. Until recent. Well, his daughter still has a job, but hey, he didn't murder his daughter. He just murdered no, somebody's uh, some uh, a woman. Uh, somebody else's daughter. Somebody, somebody else's, else's daughter. daughter. Yes. <laughs> but um, but that's a crazy story. But the, the, but I'm saying like yeah. Jericho will always be on the network. So yes. like his whole career is there. So why would Jer- why would the WWE stop promoting Chris Jericho? You know, it, it, sure he's is another yeah. brand right now, but if you all that show was was it was maybe ten percent AEW, ninety percent WWE content. They're going over Jericho's career. You know what that makes me want to do? Go back and watch his entire career on the network. Watch the stuff. I, it doesn't yeah. make me want to jump 100%. over to AEW right away. So. I don't think yeah. it's necessarily right when they say all that, but the, but that the 10% numbers were of AEW roof. content was glowing. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah, now 100%. that they have no competition, uh, they're going to excel, 
and uh, it's gonna be great. It's awesome. It's just who? Yeah. I don't mind wrestling every night, to be honest. I I watch it almost every night, man. Uh, my wife kind of doesn't like it, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, give me an hour. Shh. Give me an hour. I can fast forward through boring stuff. Come on. Yeah, my friend always calls that Brie mode is when you fast forward through all the Brie mode. There we go. Something. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the old scrubs. I call it. I call it scrubbing. 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 Yeah. Scrubbing. Yeah. I watched uh, not too recently. I watched um, Clash of the Champions, the very first one. And uh, where Flair wrestled Sting for Ooh. 45 minutes and put Sting on the map, uh, as they say. Um, what a fun card that was. It just I like watching old NWA wrestling because it's just like there's no or next to none like production value. It's as, it, it just makes you feel like you're actually there, like uh, in the venue. Yeah. Everything's so dark, and then just the ring is lit, and it has the old NWA on the mat. I just, I love, and Tony Shinobi's, you know, commentating with Jim Ross, and Jim Ross doesn't have a dead wife to complain about yet. You know, things were good back then. Yeah, this is easier times. Easier times. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, did you get a chance to watch? Stone Cold or the A E A E uh sorry A and A E W no just just A E A and E the Arts and Entertainment Network has been playing um WWE biographies uh Sunday yeah. night was Stone Cold's uh Saturday they played Amazing. Under the Giant but Sunday they did Stone Cold and it was new and then it was followed by a show called WWE Treasures and uh, did you catch any of that? Ooh. No, I didn't. Treasures. What's Treasures? Okay. Treasures. Classic matches and stuff like that? No. Treasures is the WWE's version of American Pickers or Auction Hunters or. uh, Okay. So, like, they go and find old rare figures and old ads and shit. Yes. Well, what they're doing is so they want to get, they want to take the warehouse, WWE warehouse, they want to make it into Mm -hmm. a museum. And they want to tour this museum, so um, of course they want to fucking tour it. What a bunch of carny! I love it. Yeah, don't have it at a fixed location. We'll bring it to you. Don't worry, baby. We'll pull up eighteen trucks, eighteen. Tr- yeah, it's amazing. Well, why not? Cirque du Soleil does it. Yeah, you know, like, um, like they uh, WWE. Like, look at when they do access, they bring a lot yeah. of the shit in, and they do a mini museum. Oh, yeah. Like I remember at the uh, SummerSlam access. They have the fucking box of cereal that the New Day came out of at WrestleMania. Uh, and I, like, got a picture of the fucking box of cereal. Uh, like, you know, so it's cool when they do that. So basically what they do is, so the first episode is they find Mc, they get McFoley, and they say, this is what we have, but this is what we don't have. Uh, they're like, we don't have one of the original Mr. Sockos. We don't have your original mankind uh brown uh shirt brown leather shirt with the tan cross and we don't have cactus jack's original plaid cutoff jacket so basically they find the people that have these things and then they go to their house mick foley and someone else goes to their house and then they try to uh, negotiate with them for a price to get these items back to the WWE. So it's amazing. So, so for example, what's this, the highest price thing that went? What's the highest price thing that went on that episode? Um, uh, well, probably the jacket, the, the Mick Foley's uh, original plaid, uh, plaid cactus jacket, jacket, jacket. Uh, had it. I think yeah, it went who had for it and how much did they get for it? I think it I think it was like thirty thousand dollars or forty thousand dollars maybe. Oof. And uh who had it? What's that? Oh just a, a guy that got who it. Who owned the jacket? Uh a guy who bought it from a charity auction and Mick Foley had signed it and donated the, the actual item. So 
So Mick okay. Foley. So the Providence. Was they there. gave the guy pretty much the exact same money that it was worth, and a Mick Foley viewing party. He said, "You name the pay per view. You get your friends here. I will be here." He goes, "And I will, you That's know, cool. hang out with you, and I'll pay for food like and stuff like that." So, so they that was a deal. One deal they had to tell the guy, "You can come to the WWE warehouse and pick out something." In return for that, like for the uh, the the original shirt, the original shirt, and uh, he's like, "Can I have this?" And it was like the hell. It was the uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, Madison Square Garden SummerSlam match against Foley uh, or Cactus Jack actually, and it was the barbed wire uh, baseball bat. So he's like, "They're like, uh, no, you can't have that. Um, that's." One of one of one, so no. <laughs> so they like you know. So they find so they go, so they go out. They find these things. Uh, they bring the star with them to the house, so it's kind of cool. And uh, you just get to go into these fans' houses, who have like one guy had three floors. It was a he lived in a fucking museum, and it looked great. I'm like, oh my god! You walk in, there's a guy's got Hogan's boots on display, and all like. Like I'm look at I love Whoa. memorabilia. My room is filled with fucking memorabilia everywhere, and uh, yeah. I'm nowhere near the level of these people. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, but yeah. but I do hardcore collectors, baby. I do love the show idea, and uh, yeah. So I guess it's going to be on again uh, next Sunday. What's night. the coolest piece? What's the coolest piece of wrestling memorabilia that you have? Um, all for me, I'm gonna say um, it's my okay, okay. There's two things. Um, the first wrestling card I ever went to was in 1985. Mm-hmm. It was in my hometown, and then um, that was in '85. Then in like in '90, in '95, maybe. I don't know, maybe, no, maybe, like, closer to 2000. Um, I can't remember when. But the Farmer Brothers shoe store in my hometown went out of business. And my dad was the auctioneer. And everything in the place had to go up for auction, including every, like, so they had a, they had, like, old signs that they would put in the window for local advertising they just had a collection of them, and yeah. in one of the signs was the wrestling Sick. poster from the 1985 wrestling show that I went to, and I got it for thirty dollars, and okay. then I went and I had it placard, and I have that up in my house. Uh, that's one of them. My number two would be um, my original ticket from my first WWE card. Which was titled Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage, uh, and it's like twenty dollars the ticket from nineteen eighty six. So that Crazy. ticket stub is is very special to me as well. <coughs> and then uh, I would say next would be um, my picture with Ric Flair, which I paid two hundred dollars for. So uh, that's probably it. But you know what, a picture that I have. With Raymond Rougeau, uh for free is equally as as satisfying. So uh, I have a you know a lot of pictures with wrestlers, and a lot of um, yeah. signed eight by tens, and a lot of wrestling books, a lot of wrestling DVDs, cards. Um, but I think yeah, my my original stub, and that original poster are my two favorite um, wrestling memorabilia things. Uh, as cool. far as overall wrestle, overall memorabilia, my Edward Van yeah. Halen signed eight by ten that's framed with my first uh, five ticket stubs and a backstage pass. That's all framed together, so that's my favorite there because EVH is dead. Um, and of course, I have this great um, autographed CD cover from Mitch Hedberg to me as well as a review from a show that he did in Ottawa that I am on the review. Like, I'm, my name is mentioned in the review because I was on the show as well. 
So that so, those are my f- other favorite memorabilia things that I have as well. So, yeah. Sick. Yeah. So. All right. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Do you have anything? Any cool memorabilia things from any wrestlers or? Uh, well, or yeah, I got a couple things. Yeah, like I keep. I don't know. I kept my ticket stubs from like uh, WrestleMania 18, uh, WCW Mayhem uh, when I went rolled through Toronto. You were at Mayhem. Uh, yeah, so uh, I love WCW. I was a as a WCW mark, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I it's so great. But I have like also uh, because uh, I worked with Jake there for like a weekend doing comedy. Yeah, uh, I have like a couple eight by tens of him. I have him uh, sicking the snake on Savage. I've got that uh, signed. Also, I had a program that I got years ago uh, from WrestleMania two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, his first mania that he appeared in, and I got him to sign that. So oh, the program wicked. for WrestleMania too, yeah. And then my second favorite piece of wrestling memorabilia, I guess, is um, I have the RVD thumbs from WrestleMania 18. The RVD, uh, the two giant foam thumbs. So that that's pretty cool. Um, uh, and then I guess my all-time memorabilia thing, uh, I have you know the movie Heavy Metal. Yes, of course I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that movie, I. Um, I, I met the director when I helped organize an animated film festival in Montreal, and I got to spend time with the director, and he signed a poster for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he customized the heavy metal poster for me. And then, uh, I think it was, a, I can't remember his name, uh, but he was uh, in charge of the Looney Tunes uh, during the early, late 80s, early 90s. And I have a sketch of a Daffy Duck that he sketched me and signed. Oh, that's fucking wicked. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I got those from the film festival. So those are my all-time collectibles, I think. Yeah, that is awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, that's a great piece. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Great yeah. piece. I wish it. Oh, so I'm so excited that you went to Mayhem. I have so many pictures Ooh. from Mayhem, and I'm sort of like looking for them as we talk because I know they're in a photo album. It's like, but um, I the have. Coolest, uh, do you want to hear the story of Mayhem? What's okay, that? My buddy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mayhem was crazy. My buddies. You didn't start um, that fight on the floor, what? did you? No, <laughs> no, that was me, but I saw it. No, uh, we were, uh, four of us were supposed to go, but one of the guys, he just wasn't answering the fucking phone. Ooh. So we left him. We left him. Uh, and then we went and then one of like, fuck, I don't have a ride. This other guy bailed. So one of my other friends got to come. Uh, to the show instead and then we spent all night me and the the friend who got to come for free we spent all night cheering all of the heels aggressively and (laughs) booing every face Uh, when they introduced because Regal fought on that card I believe on Mayhem did he not? I think so yeah yeah, when he came, people were booing, and we stood up like, he's fucking nobility! You sit down, you piece of trash! Like, we were like, it was great. It, it, we were having so much fun, and that was the first wrestling show that I went to good and properly fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it was just a great time. I um, I loved that show. The uh, We were on the floor. Uh, we had pretty good seats, almost on the aisle. Um. Yeah, the, Brett winning made everything great that night. Um, there was I like I, I thought it was crazy how they 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 didn't they don't under they don't understand that WCW will always be a WWE town, and WWE guys will get over just be by being from the WWE, like uh, yeah. Kurt Henning was supposed to be in a retirement match and we were cheering him even though he was the heel we were cheering him as if he because we were they were chanting i remember chanting mr perfect at the wcw thing and 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 then we gave him a standing ovation for his career yeah at the end of the thing that didn't i don't think that that made air but we were but everybody as if he was really retiring and then two weeks later, he comes back yeah. with rap as crap. Uh, you know, he joins <laughs> the Texas Southern Texas Rednecks. Um, yeah, I remember me and my buddy were just yelling his uh, Mr. Perfect theme song. Ba 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 ba. 
It was so good. It was so good, man. Kurt Hennig was a fucking stud. I loved watching that man work. Mm-hmm. What a what one of the best wrestlers work. of all time. Just from there's yep. not, and I will say that at any part of his career, he was always great. I loved him in the AWA. Yeah. I loved him like in the WWE. Like they thought, they thought about putting that Mister Perfect uh, character on Terry Taylor. They're so lucky they didn't. <laughs> Because if Kurt Henning was the Red Rooster, yeah. we'd still be talking about the Red Rooster today, and nobody would be talking about Mr. Perfect. You know, like, and just think about that. Yeah, like, buddy. how yeah, ridiculous that sounds. Terry Taylor should have Terry Taylor should have done a Steve Irwin gimmick, because it kind of looked like Steve Irwin. Well, Steve Irwin did the crocodile gimmick. The crocodile. Which would later be tested and tried out by ZZ on Tough Enough, as he grew up wrestling crocodiles. And he had the gator grip as well. But my favorite memory of Steve Karen was not from the Fabulous Ones, but was he was in a battle royal in Ottawa, a 40-man battle royal during a Superstars taping. And uh, a fan jumped the rail and tried to get in the ring. And fucking Skinner just booted that guy in the head. And his body just slowly crumbled to the ground and the refs took him away <laughs> it was so insane yeah, yeah i like imagine I, like, that you get kicked in the head knocked out in front of everybody and then charged yeah exactly i don't even think you get charged i think they're like have you had enough and when he comes out of it and he's like you just got dragged <laughs> out of the fucking ring in front of your friends you know after you've been kicked in the head by fucking skinner you know yeah, like yeah. you should have tried to go in on the side of uh, the honky tonk man because he doesn't wrestle crocodiles. Mm-mm. My God! But he does break, uh, you know, hearts and stuff. I think that was Skinner's move. Is he used to just sit on the shoreline, wait for the croc to just come out and kick it in the fucking head and go back in the water? <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, uh, get back in there. Get back in there. Fucking <laughs> Skinner. Um, who, who would later go on to train everybody in FCW, the Florida Wrestling Territory, Florida Championship Wrestling, uh, and oh, the, which is the current NXT product. So that's kind of cool how everything comes around like that. Uh, Skinner. Fucking mayhem. Mayhem. I still can't believe. Uh, yeah, I, now I want to show you all of the pictures I have. From Mayhem, yeah. and I still have the ticket stub. And I met Steve Williams that night up by the snack bar, uh, what? and got a picture with Doctor Death himself. And that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and I told him, uh, always been a big fan of yours. Uh, blah 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 blah. Varsity Club, blah 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 blah. You know UWF. Blah blah blah. So blah, it was blah, great. Blah. Got a great <laughs> picture with him, and uh, I love it. I love it. And uh, saw Trish Stratus hanging out that night too. It was before she was Trish Stratus. And uh, it was interesting because at that time it's like, oh, there's that hot chick from Off the Record and uh, the show that I can't get on. So, you know, it was very interesting um, seeing her there. And uh, just the card itself was fucking great. Brett comes out on top. It's Mm -hmm. what uh, everything was right in the world, except uh, Brett's uh, brother was (laughs) still not there. But. But with that yeah. said, yeah. Um, another week, we're done on the TNW pod. Where are you going? What, what's going on? What are your plans? What's up with the Reese Turner? I'm not doing anything right now. I'm on a little vacation. I'm on a little break uh, from doing some creation. But uh, next week, I'm back on my late night show, and I got that film podcast coming soon. What is this film podcast coming soon? Tell us about this. It's uh, It's called Film is Dead. Where me, Walter Ling, and Chris Vendito, we look at films from our youth or <laughs> films that we wanted to show each other. And then we sit and we break it down. We look at quotes. We look at the actors. We recast it. We, we have a bunch of different fun things that we do. Now, uh, but it's been a lot of fun to, to try. Now, I'm going to tell you people this. Uh, if you, I haven't, the show has not happened yet. But I know what it's like to be out with Reese, Walter, and Chris. And you don't have to say anything. 
You just let them do do all the talking, and you're gonna sit there and fucking laugh. <laughs> it, it. I'm a fast yeah. eater. Um, these are all big boys too, by the way. And I, <laughs> and we're all. Uh, I don't even remember where we went out. We went out for dinner after the show one night. We had smoked meat somewhere. Oh, uh, it's Dunn's. We went to Dunn's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was a Dunn's way out somewhere. I don't even know yeah. where we were, but yeah. but we were we were at Dunn's, and I think I was the last one to finish my food because I spent most of my meal laughing at Walter and Chris and Reese going back and forth, uh, and I think we were probably talking comedy and wrestling at the time. So uh, yeah, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Comedy wrestling. These no. guys are all funny. It's fun, and uh, and yeah. they're great guys as the, well. And uh, and the first two episodes. Here are the first two episodes, just to get your beak wet. There we go. The first two episodes that we talk about. The first film is Michael Mancy. Is what? What is it? Heat. Oh, Heat, With, Michael. Uh, oh, Heat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, who doesn't love That's the love first heat? movie we talk about, and then the second movie we talk about, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, Steve, well, Bill Murray, fantastic. Bill Murray, yeah. So we, P- we we're all PT. over the map. P.T. Anderson. It's a beautiful time. Um, uh, no, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. I got my Andersons yeah, mixed up. Wes. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I I love Wes Anderson, but I love P.T. Anderson as well. I, I will have to say, I will say this, um, uh, that, uh, that Val Kilmer is, uh, I've always found him to be an okay leading actor. But he's a better as a secondary character that can steal scenes in movies, and he has done that on yeah. many occasions. Uh, Iceman in uh, Top Gun has stolen scenes. Um, uh, uh, Tombstone, White, uh, Doc, Doc yeah, Holiday, Doc, uh, what, Holiday. He steals that movie, yeah. and I honestly feel yeah, that good. in Heat, uh, everybody talks about Pacino and De Niro, but the honest truth is yeah. Val Kilmer steals that movie. And Val Kilmer's great. Yeah, he's wonderful. His story, but Al Pacino. Oh. Oh. That's the height of coked out Pacino. Is the you know they you know that you'll they, see you know that the the rumor is they never actually had a scene like there's one scene with Pacino and De Niro in the diner, but they're yeah. not actually there. There were they shot them with body doubles for each one. That's uh, it's a good room, but we prove we we talk about this. Okay, and. Hot scoop, hot scoop. You have to tune in to find out what we found. Ah! <laughs> That's a promoter right there, folks. That's a a, a young McMahon. <laughs> Tell it's live, pal. <laughs> I'm right. so happy about it, though. You should check it out. We're gonna have you as a guest when we start bringing guests in. The first season, yeah. it's just the three of us, and then the second season, we're gonna bring in a special guest each episode to bring. Uh, we started using themes. So between the three of us, if we pick a sports movie, all three of us have to pick a sports movie that the other one wants. Oh, it's a beautiful awesome. time. So we're going to have a special guest, and then they have to lead the pick. It's going to be a great uh, – I'm excited. Well, we will definitely do crossover promotion on this show. We'll, we'll no doubt have those guys over on this show as well, whether we want to do one at a time or two at a time or do them all. Uh, you know, we can always do it via Zoom, and we will have a great time doing oh, so. Because yeah. I know those guys can talk wrestling at the drop of a dime, so it doesn't even oh, have buddy. to be any time. We can set this up in the next couple of months uh, if if you want. And because uh, these guys, these guys are on my list to bring on the show, we just never got to the list because the show format changed. So yeah, Walter Ling, Walter Ling was a manager in Battle War Wrestling in Montreal. Uh, he was a heel manager, and he, he was wonderful. So we could talk. He he could talk wrestling for days. And yeah. Bendito is a WWE mark, and it's wonderful. Awesome. Now, with that said, folks, uh, Reese Turner, thank you for joining us. As always, I'm thank Casey you. Corbin. We will talk at you uh, next week. So let me. Thank you uh, for uh, listening to the TNW pod. Let us uh, for thank you uh, for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And for Never Sleeps Network, Reese Turner and myself, uh, thank you again. And we will talk at you next week.
Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.